Hey, you're listening to Local Band, Local Beer, 88.1 WKNC's interviews with bands performing at Local Band, Local Beer. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and then join us every Thursday at the Poor House Music Hall for Local Band, Local Beer, sponsored by WKNC, The Poor House, and Younger Brother Productions. Enjoy listening.
WKNC 88.1 Raleigh. My name is Fion, and I'm here with Henbrain for Woo-hoo. an interview hey. before their show tonight at the Poor House. It's starting at 9.30, doors open at 8.30, and it'll be Henbrain, Vacant Company, and Pie Face Girls. We will also have all Foothills Brews on tap and on special, so hope to see you all there. It's going to be an excellent time, and... Now we get to talk to Henbrain. Congratulations, listeners. You tuned in at the right time. So I'd love to hear, how about we introduce, how about you introduce each other? So, Okay, to my can, right is Derek Spronk, and he plays drums. The newest edition of this hen lineup. That is me, the, ba- the baby of the bunch. You can uh, paint us a picture of, of who he is. Tell us about him. <laughs> Honestly, um, right now, with, there's three of us here out of the five that is in Henbrain, and all of us, we have, like, a lot of hair. So if you imagine, like, all the hair, uh, two of them brunettes, one of them blonde, uh, you'll pretty much get the room right now. Uh, but Derek has the long blonde hair. Nordic, Nordic god. <laughs> My costume this year is a Viking, so I just went with the easiest, I went with the easiest thing. <laughs> Who's next? Um, okay, uh, I'll go ahead and introduce um, my main squeeze here. Erica Libero is my bay, and uh, she is a uh, champion of Hembrain, the uh, leader of our uh, uh, the front of our group at least, um, singing lead vocals. Uh, Erica Libero. Yeah, and then we've got Zach over here on the far left, who is the low bass player. I don't want to say lead bass. But there are two bases. One of the dueling bases, I guess. Yeah. There's a low and a high one. <laughs> Tell me about having two bassists in your band. Are y'all just playing the same thing, playing off each other? Tell us about what you feel that it adds to Henbrain. Zach, you want to take that? Yeah, I, I, it was definitely like a, a daunting thing uh, to come into a band with another bass player. Um, but Michelle Sontimer um, has been... Uh, instrumental in making sure these orchestrations work but um she's taught me a lot um i've learned so much uh playing in this band with her and she certainly does shred the bass um she like as as derek was saying she's going high most of the time but um we'll we'll like alternate you know solos if i go high she'll go low vice versa um uh she just throws the bass for a loop i've never seen anybody do what she does on bass guitar and she's um, run her uh, her bass into a guitar pedal, into a guitar amp, and cranking it up real loud. <laughs> She's learned every Iron Maiden guitar solo on the bass after she learned all the bass parts. Yeah, so she basically never played her bass like a bass, which is weird for me to think about all the time because the bass is basically a guitar, just lower. And it's weird <laughs> how we have all these weird like constrictions of like what a bass can do. A bass has to like hold the groove and never leave it, you know. And <laughs> Henbrain is a band that's completely thrown that out the window, like following Michelle's lead, who threw it out the window first when she started playing her bass like a guitar, you know, and we really just embrace that and we get to achieve a lower tone because of it because Michelle's low already. Uh, she describes her sound as like a 300-pound angry bee. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then below that is Zach, who is in like this, you know, even lower bass floor. And Zach, you play p- plays with a fa- five-string, right? So you have a lower string even. Yeah, yeah you know, I was thinking about like uh, that, that statement, but uh, I, th- I think that uh, maybe uh, uh, a guitar is a bass that's just a little too high. 
So tell us more about these these barriers that you're breaking down. So you got these two bases. Can you can you tell us tell us more? Uh, we don't follow any normal song structure, which I think you know to me again is really important. Like I understand what like a popular song is. I understand that we all want like verses and choruses and like one bridge and maybe like a key change at the end and like oh you know, but like. <laughs> You know, that is still a pattern, and I think that it's really great to be in a project that completely throws that out the window. We have songs like one we're going to play tonight that has parts like A through, was it M? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's fun for me because it gives me something to chew on musically, and like it just goes in many different directions, and I've always loved that about Henbrain, really. Not scared to get proggy, jumping into different time signatures, uh, tempo changes, uh, just really mapping out a song to like take you there you know i we have some songs that may not be uh radio friendly um as not not just for uh content but they're we have a song that's 12 minutes long <laughs> you know it's been long since the days where you can hear a whole album play on the radio <laughs> yeah we definitely have a lot of uh prog metal fans in the band um, i wouldn't say that's explicitly our genre but um yeah we definitely include some of those elements um and and i think that Michelle definitely has that uh, that eighties eighties metal uh, kind of influence. So I, as the drummer, you know, I've really tapped into that um, playing with this band. Well, let's take another listen to one of your songs. Now that the listeners have kind of heard your take on what's going on, maybe we can hear some of this in this next song. It is called Elysian Fields. Did I say that right? Elysian. Yes. Awesome. Well, you're listening to WKNC. This is Elysian Field, uh, Fields from Henbrain.
WKNC 88.1. That song you just heard was called Elysian F- Fields. I can't talk. Elysian Fields from Henbrain. And we were just talking off air about some of the awesome things that are going on in the lives of the band members. So how about we talk about the things. What are you stoked about? What is going on in your life right now? Right now, I am building a studio out of my garage. <laughs> that is the number one thing in my life. Tell us about how that's going. Putting as much free time into it as I can. Um, Basically, yeah, like I like I like it sounds. Converting a two car garage into a jam room with a control room above it. Uh, So basically, so that we can use it as a practice space and try to record every single practice and use that as a as a tool for you know for songwriting and for immediate feedback. Um, And so yeah, looking into Using that for, you know, having having random jam sessions and having band practice um, with it, with Henbrain and uh, another band that I'm playing in, um, so that's pretty much the uh, biggest thing that I'm excited about. Right not now. A, not a bad name for the studio. I think uh, two car garage, <laughs> <laughs> two car garage studios. So yeah, right now I'm calling it the D side. My house my house is called. <laughs> My, my name is Derek, so it's <laughs> everything that I own has to start with D. So my house is called the D-Pad. I also like, I play a lot of video games, so I thought that was pretty clever. The I, D-Pad. Okay, I can't okay. actually take credit for it, but it's the D-Pad, and the studio is right off to the side, so that's the D-Side. Um, oh, yeah. Um, currently, um, I've been floating around in a couple different bands, uh, one uh, being Darkwater Rising. Uh, as the newest project I joined. I've also joined the Emily Mussolino Band, um, both really talented um, acts. Um, we are actually bringing on Emily Mussolino tonight to play with Henbrain. Um, it's kind of like a, a breaking of tradition because we've never had a guitar player on stage with us as we you know, are big champions of the bass guitar. Um but Emily can shred, uh, you know, just just along with the best of them. So uh, we're gonna have her and Emily uh, doing a lot of harmonized solos and stuff tonight. We're gonna throw in some, uh, maybe a cover or two, which is also atypical for Henbrain. You know, we're, you know, diehards when it comes to this this prog rock stuff so, <laughs> and our uh, our originals. Um, so I'm pretty 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 stoked about bringing her on her this evening. She's a really good friend of mine, and um, just have uh, grown to love her. So. Um, really excited about having a uh, guitar on stage for once. <laughs> it's it's going to be different for sure. <laughs> um, but I'm really, I'm looking forward to that as well. I love Emily. She's awesome. And her music's awesome. But um, I think the original question was what we're passionate about right now in life. What's going on? And yeah, stuff? what's going on in your life? Oh my gosh. You know what I think? And like, this came up, I think about this. There was a show that got recently canceled on HBO. Can I talk about that? That's yes. Cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, called Vinyl. And it's just like about like glamorizing that old rock and roll where like, you know, you had to look a certain way and be a certain type of person to get signed. And once you were signed, you'd fall into this like very predictable number of steps and like, you know, live the rock star story. And like, what I'm really passionate and excited about is that that is not our story. <laughs> That in this climate right now, we live in a time where you can make your own music videos, you can record your own music, you can build a studio in your own garage and just, you know, using Logic or GarageBand or anything, and you can make everything yourself, you can promote yourself, you can get your friends in a van and tour yourself, and I think that I'm really excited to be living in a time like that because I get to do everything my way and my own way and without anyone's permission or validation. (laughs) So that's really exciting for me. 
and I'd like to collaborate with like as many artists as possible and really break the barriers of what we think art is or what music should be because that's where we're going to find the really interesting stuff. And tell me more about the uh, festival that you put on recently. Um, recently, my friend uh, Sarah Shook from Sarah Shook and the Disarmers and I threw Manifest, which was at three venues in uh, Chapel Hill, the Local 506, the Cave, and the Nightlight. And it was just one ticket, two days, uh, and you could just get in to all the venues and see all the bands. And it was very successful, um, and I'm really proud of it. And you know, I had a blast. It was it was such a good time <laughs> seeing a, a lot of you know atypical bands from uh, this music scene. Um, it was it was kind of specialized in a in a certain direction. Well, the band it was it was purposely curated to have every band had to have a female or non-binary musician involved, and that was just really combating the idea that basically most of the time that I go out and play shows, it's me and Michelle, the only women in the room, and we're in the same band. And then people leave, and you have like, or you just have the opportunity for people to say like, "Hey, I like that one band with the chick in it," and that. <laughs> This phrase is said to me way too often, and it's just a clear <laughs> indicator that there are just not enough bands or, like, you know, I just wanted to find all those, uh, the women and non-binary folk who are in bands and bring them together to start, like, a network as well as to flood the scene for a weekend to create an environment where I could stand in the middle of that and be like, oh, what, you like that one band with the chicken? <laughs> you can't <laughs> say that anymore. Like, and that was what, that was the reason, I, I mean, you know, we started on that endeavor, and it went really well, and I'm super proud of it. So you're all working on these really amazing projects. So what pushes you off to do that? What does all this work entail? How how do you prepare yourself for this kind of thing? Because that's a big thing. Was it just something you're like, I want to do this, and then you just go out and do it? Um, I, well, for me, for Manifest, it was very important for me to have a partner like Sarah Shook. And, I, like, you know, Sarah and I would have known each other for a couple years kind of in the scene. She used to hold a Americana Review uh at the station and that was like my local bar back in the day and we just met that way but I just sent her a message being like look like I feel like there's a lot of women in the music scene but we're not connected and she was like you're right and we just started getting together and actually the first project we did was project safe space NC where we printed off um, right after HB2 passed we printed off a bunch of stickers um, funded for by the community for the community and we handed them out to local businesses and the stickers just say safe space and it was to show people who were against HB2 and businesses against HB2 and to show solidarity within uh, for the LGBTQ community. So, and that was just like a way to be, you know, to show visible allies in the communities. Like, what's the most obvious way to spot where your friends are? You know, like stickers. We're rock and roll. We're used to printing off stickers all the time, you know, <laughs> and putting them all over the place. So it was just an easy project. Um, how to stay motivated? Was that the question? Um, it can be the question. My what goodness. is it? How do you stay Honestly, motivated? Because that's keep, a lot of work. <laughs> keep the demons at bay. <laughs> Don't let the existential dread set in. Don't let the existential <laughs> dread set in. <laughs> I don't know. Vacuum the rug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is for all of you. I mean, music, I mean, you can be passionate about it, but do you ever feel tired? How do you keep going when you're tired? And you're working on this whole project here with your studio. Do you... How do you keep on pushing? Yeah, so the biggest thing for me is I, I basically don't do it for money. It's like it's the it's the most fun thing in the world to me, and uh, I would like to have a have a career maybe in you know audio production someday. Um, but I basically went to school for physics, um, so and I've you know I've been able to get by and make enough money to to do my hobby, 
Um, and so when I, you know, when I get into the studio, I'm doing music, playing with, uh, playing with my bands and with my friends. It's, it's just, it's so fun to me. It's pure enjoyment and I'm not doing it for the grind or for, you know, so I can eat. Um, you know, it, it really ends up being, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that is entirely, um, my, my lifestyle, I guess, out, outside of, you know, my professional, uh, career and, um, you know, it, it's basically become my, my social life. So basically all my friends are, are in my bands <laughs> and I just, when I ha- I don't have normal parties, like I don't, I don't have people over for, um, you know, like, like a crazy party. I, I invite all my musician friends over and we just jam. Yeah. I mean, I guess on the other side of the dial, um, joining uh dark water rising in the emily Lena band recently has allowed me to free myself up even more um i've turned music into a career um i i got to quit my day job um and i'm doing this as my my breadwinning um and it is um it's really um refreshing to have that level of monetary validation for something that is you know without a doubt my favorite thing to do it is my passion it's what i want to do in all my free time i yeah i just want to go to derek's parties you know (laughs) that's that's what i want to do if i do have free time is to continue playing more music um you know henbrain being such a a passion project for me it's uh, my longest uh extant project right now and um being in this band has just made me grow so much as a a person um you know i was exposed to erica's safe space initiative um we're in a band with a trans member. Um, it's just made me um, really, you know, question where I came from, and which is rural uh, North Carolina and Gastonia. And um, you know, I, I definitely learned a lot from there. And this band has just made my soul grow uh, a lot more. Um, music has um, taken such a hold on me in my life, you know, and uh, just validating all, all across the board. Um, to get to come play a show tonight in Raleigh. So. <laughs> and I love that you're able to do the thing that you love and still support yourself because I have a lot of bands come in here and you even mentioned the uh, that old rock star lifestyle where you are a certain way, you sign a label, and then there's all these steps. So do you still see that as a thing that's even possible now? Because you're able to get out in there and make money from what you're from the things that you love, but I think every day you hear... You're going to be a starving artist. You're going to be a starving artist. There's no way to make money off music anymore. So what's your take on that? I mean, I definitely will, will tell everyone to embrace the dollar menu or <laughs> I would recommend the embrace of the dollar menu if you're going to make it as a musician. I think you have to you, you have to embrace the idea of it no matter what, of being a starving artist. And then any kind of money you make is like a happy surprise a little bit, <laughs> which sounds horrible, you know, in like a climate like, you know, of capitalism where we're supposed to be making a lot of money. But... You know, I just feel like a lot of it is self-exploration. And when you engage in music, when you're jamming and stuff, it's literally like, you know, from the dome. I don't know. It's just you get to see yourself. And I think that the more you engage in music and in this art, you the more you learn about yourself. And that mm-hmm. is going to be worth more than any kind of like, you know, well-paying job that you could get. I, I and feel- that's the trade-off, really. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like my best method of communication. Is, is music Formal communication i've had people come over that i barely even knew uh maybe said a total of 50 words to them before we got set up and started playing but then i felt like once we started playing i just 
I, I could understand where this person came from and what his, you know, what his taste is. And, and just, it's really tough to explain. I, I think the English language is very insufficient uh, to explain all the, you know, all, describe all the things that we have going on in our head. And I, I really just latch on to, to music as a way to communicate with other people. So let's go on to another song. Would you like to introduce this next song for us? It's from Emily Musolino. Oh, it's Emily's song. Zach, do you, which, which one do we pick? You, you, pick, you picked My Life's, Life's a Blur. blur. Oh, yeah. My Life's a Blur. <laughs> I love this track. This is off of uh, Emily's, I guess, most recent release. She has another one coming. Um, but this is off of Jealous Girl, and it's called My Life's a Blur, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's um, Yeah, it's like, I think the last song on the album, and it kind of cycles back onto itself. I believe the first time we got this in our house, we... But let it play over and over again for weeks. <laughs> and for people who are just tuning in, would you? How about you? Give us a blurb on who Emily is. Emily Mussolino is of the Emily Mussolino band, as well as Darkwater Rising. She is a very accomplished guitarist uh, and Berkeley, Berkeley grad. grad. Yeah, Woo-hoo. Berkeley grad. What's and <laughs> uh, she will shred your face off. But she will be joining <laughs> Henbrain tonight at the Poor House for a local band, local beer for a special performance. It's going to be wild. The song is from Emily Mussolino Band, and it is called My Life's a Blur. You're listening to WKNC 88.1. You just heard My Life's a Blur from the Emily Mussolino Band. Emily is going to be playing tonight alongside Henbrain for uh, one song, just like a feature song. One song, guest, guest artist. Guest appearance and uh, Henbrain will be playing tonight alongside Vacant Company and Pie Face Girls for Local Band, Local Beer, which is a weekly series every Thursday at the Poor House starting at 930. Doors open at 830 and it'll give you a chance to check out our featured local brewery, which is Foothills. So they'll be on special and we hope to see you out there. This is also going to a special cause. Um, any proceeds from tonight will be going to a charity which promotes uh, better police relations within our communities, which everything can be improved. Whether you think it's good now or you don't think it's good now, anything can be better. So we're out here for improvement. We're making yeah, we're making the world a better place. And before this, we were talking about some of the projects that everyone in the band has been working on. So my next question for you all is, what are some things that you've you've learned in the past, let's say, uh, in the past year? Um, some, of the, some of the big lessons that you've been learning. I think we've learned a lot about how to EQ a band's sound before it even hits the, uh, you know, before it hits the faders. Um, you know, I, I've really been getting into audio engineering. Um, and one of the things about Handbrain that I really like is everybody's really aware of what sonic space they're occupying. Um, I don't want to give away too many of our details, but your secrets, our <laughs> trade secrets. So for people who aren't versed in music lingo, what do you mean? Well, okay. So, you know, there's like a low range and a high range of, of frequencies that, mm-hmm. that comprise that, that music is comprised of. Um, so basically, you know, if, you know, if the guitar player is playing as loud as he can with all the knobs dimed out, then, you know, that's going to be the only thing that anyone hears. And he's going to cover up the keyboard player. He's going to cover up the singer. So, so yeah, I mean, when you're performing in front of people and a lot of times, you know, we're playing in a place that doesn't even have a sound guy, we basically have to, you know, 
be our be our own sound guy and control our own levels and our own EQs just through just through our instrument. Um, and then when we do have a sound guy, his job is that much easier. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, going along with that, um, we've um, definitely approached songwriting, you know, differently. We're about to um, release our third album, um, and it's been a, a, a huge learning curve um, for us. Um, where I just feel like we're leveling up um, in terms of our musical engineering skills every day, um, and that comes with the idea of like, well, what makes this the first verse sound different than the second verse, um, and if that's a, a dropout on. Uh, you know, like my part or a keys part or something like that, it will make that song pop um, even better. Um, thinking about um, what what a song absolutely needs, doing a lot of subtractive editing, thinking about like, you know, like a Prince song. Like a Prince song can be literally just keys and maybe like a bass drum and his vocals, and that could be it, you know, but I'm sure it was built or written on a guitar, but that guitar's not, not seen nor heard. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's been really great with this this new album we've been working on. We've been doing it all ourselves this time, and that's really given me space to kind of listen to my voice and then play with the toys I have, you know, the different distortions, delays, and then make those choices myself. Um, live, I use a, a pedal that helps me, like, you know, play with my voice and add distortion here or there. But um, for our records previous, it's just really hasn't been like me on the computer literally like checking and picking out my sound and like this has really been a like a process for me to figure out how I like my voice and I realize I like really dirty sounding music I like it to sound loud and blown out everything I listen to is like abrasive and I like that and I'm trying to incorporate that more with my voice in this new album so this has been a little bit of a journey because I mean, it's you're, more you're than classically, just singing you're classically trained i guess i'm technically classically trained i mean i was in choir since i was a child <laughs> and you know i had you know i did i did okay all right whoever's listening you people you know i did some musical theater in high school oh. and that you know and you get some voice direction with that but basically everything i learned was like teaching me how to not hurt my voice um, which is really important for rock and roll because when you're on tour and you're playing every single night and you're trying to scream every night, you have to know how to do that correctly. And like, I really value my teachers for teaching me that early on um, because I could be doing a lot of things wrong if I'm trying to stay up all night after that too and then drive <laughs> home screaming at my friends in a van. Yeah, <laughs> Van life, yeah. <laughs> which is still my favorite thing to do. So you've all come from pretty different backgrounds and you've all come together to make this amazing project and it's growing and it's changing all the time. Do you feel that these, like your academic backgrounds, do you feel that that has played any role in where you are now? Oh, well, I was a psych major and, uh, you know, (laughs) nothing wrong with that. Prior to that, you know, pre-med, I I was doing like a, like a doctorate track and then I just, uh, fell in love with music again. But, uh, well, having a psychological background is great for being a musician because most musicians are a little off. <laughs> are you diagnosing everyone every time you walk No, mostly myself. <laughs> yeah, I was fortunate enough to have an amazing band director when I was in high school over at Sanderson. Um, uh, his name's Chris Branham. I think he actually he works in the music department in some capacity here at State. But, um, yeah, he, he taught me so much about... Um, how to how to be a part of a band i mean how to be a cog in the machine um you know so that was that was marching band and jazz band so i also had all that experience um and that 
you know, once again, just really helped uh, solidify, um, you know, how, how to function as a, as a unit, you know, we're all, this isn't, this isn't like, uh, we're all supporting one rock star. Like we're, we all have to work together. Um, so yeah, definitely marching band was like one of the big things that, that taught me, um, that, that lesson. I'm trying to think about what in my undergrad career really helped me. <laughs> it was, it was strange for me cause my undergrad career was like kind of like a reverse culture shock. Because I'd grown up in Japan, and then I'd come to North Carolina for undergrad. So I'd grown up thinking I was a cowboy and very American. Then I came here, and everyone told me I was Lucy Liu. And I was confused <laughs> because I was like, she's Chinese. She's not even Japanese. What's going on? <laughs> so, And then the four years I spent you know, in college, I did the typical you know, thing where I was trying to do what I thought was meant for me, which was, oh, I'm good at science and math, and so I should be pre-med because that's what your parents want you to do. And I definitely did that. And if anything, it taught me how to be like strong and actually get through those classes. But afterwards, it was just very clear to me that I just didn't want to continue that track, even though I enjoyed it. And I like I liked science and I liked learning about it, but it was never w- what I was passionate about. And it was just like a long process of me coming back to me, really, post-college. And so you've all been through so many different experiences and now you're here and you're on the radio and you've got this big audience. So if you could give a piece of advice about anything to these people, what is what is something that you would tell? Never stop. Never stopping. (laughs) I want that on a T-shirt so bad. (laughs) Andy Sandberg taught me that. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead. Just keep keep learning never there's always new things to learn and new things to do if you're frustrated with you know the way the way things are going like you know try try something new learn a learn an instrument or learn all, all I can think of is in terms of music but you know there's i think i think listening is is very important um across the spectrum um you know in music it's it's uh sometimes hard to listen because you're focusing on what you're playing but listening will um broaden your your spectrum you know if you're uh a drummer or your guitar player, who's your favorite saxophonist? Like find that person and that will make you a better musician. If you, if that's learning a new instrument or if that's just approaching your instrument as a saxophonist would approach the drums or something like that, that will um, definitely uh, provide an instrumental change in you as a musician. I guess we're all saying the same thing, which is like never stop learning, you know, and like, you know, within the context of school, like take the classes you want to take and within the context of music, don't think you don't, have this you know the capability of learning an instrument I, I talk to so many people who are like oh I wish I could sing or I wish I could play guitar I'm like you can do all these things you know just pick it up it doesn't get take, a chord chart it doesn't know? take talent to practice that's a that's a huge a huge thing I mean you know everything can be approached and it's it might may seem daunting but um going after it is the it's it's half the fun you know i was i've been on the road and like we've talked about like what it would mean to be like a a band uh who's made it to that next level where you know people are driving us around and everything and i was like i was wondering how much of me driving myself around and how much of us you know driving in our you know 96 van we have to take to get to that next level you know it'd be great if i could just teleport from one you know location to the next but you know, I I understand some of the trials and tribulations of actually being on the road and what it what it can do to your psyche and how it can be beneficial. See, I'm worried that we're going to get to that point where people are going to be driving us around, and then we're going to look back and like wish we felt more 
And we're going to be like, oh, we felt more when we were driving ourselves around. Mainly miserable. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm out of the car. We're taking the wheel. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just like, I'm trying to enjoy every moment, really. <laughs> yeah, most of all, just keep an open mind. Even if you're not a musician, you know, a lot of everyone, everyone likes to listen to music in some capacity. Um, but if you're, you know, really limited in your genre, like I only listen to metal or I only listen to... I don't know whatever else there is out there, but <laughs> keep it. Derek only listens to metal. That's um, yeah, it's something I'm working on personally. <laughs> but yeah, there's even even if it's something that you you know you don't like classical or something like try and listen to it and see you know try try and find something to appreciate it. Give it a chance. Well, thank you all for your time. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, for those of you just tuning in. We have Henbrain here in the studio. They'll be playing tonight at local band Local Beer. The show starts at 9.30. We've got Vacant Company, Henbrain, and the Pie Face Girls all playing tonight, as well as Foothills Brewery featured. And this is a weekly series, so every week we've got new local bands and a featured brewery on special. So we'd love to see you there. And if you missed these interviews, you can catch them on our blog, wknc.org slash blog. Uh, next week so we'd love to see you at the show tonight and we've got one last song for you but before we go do you have any last words for our listeners Hanbrain? we'll see you tonight hopefully see you i'm not there. gonna mandate it but you know <laughs> if you're there you know cool <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to wknc 88.1 my name is fion and i will catch you next week